Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. There are a lot of people here. Layers of people. And welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Megan. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you already know what we do here. We recap the TV show, The Dead Files. We also talk about podcasts and other paranormal things, including listener stories. So please send us your story if you've got one. Send them if you got them. This week, Megan is going to be recapping The Dead Files episode, House of Horrors, which is season three, episode 10. It originally aired January 3rd, 2014. What made you choose this one? I got really scientific on it. Um, and I asked Siri, and I told Siri to pick a number between 1 and 14, mm-hmm. and then 1 and uh, 14 again. And we had, right. this was such a good one, though. Oh, my God, I love it so much. Good, good, good. This will be fun. So I started watching it at work over my lunch break because I walk on a treadmill sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be proactive and not save my notes until the last minute. Spoiler alert, I 100% saved them until last night. (laughs) So very last minute. But I was literally like gasping out loud and my jaw, like I was texting Amy. I'm like, my jaw just literally (laughs) dropped. Like I'm I'm glad there wasn't anybody else where I was working out because it would be like, what the fuck is wrong? She is on a treadmill. It is not that enjoyable. Like, What are you doing? So if treadmills were that much fun, probably more people would do it, right? They're just so boring. Like, blah, I'm just going to walk, walk, walk. But at least with a treadmill, like, you can choose to stop. If you walk outside, you got to, you can't stop. Well, you you can only want to get home. Right, exactly. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I'm fucking done with this. Like, no, you're not. You're in the middle of the park. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Good luck getting back home. Yep. Uber. Uber. So one thing very important that we need to cover is... That we have a new patron. I know. I Zoe. love her. Oh my God, she's in England. Yes. <gasps> she's from Bradford, West Yorkshire. Yeah. This is her message that she sent on Patre- Patreon. You guys, hi, you, hi guys. I'm from Bradford, West Yorkshire in England. I'm loving your show so much. It's helping me with traveling on a daily basis to take my son to school and back. And you guys are doing an amazing job. Zoe. Yay. No, you're doing an amazing job. Yeah. I hope, she, wow. I hope her kid's not listening to it, unless she doesn't yeah. care if her kid hears lots yeah. of swears. Hears lots of swears, because I don't know if you picked up on this or not, but <laughs> we occasionally mm-hmm. throw out a bird that we're not supposed to say. That's true. 
That is true. Thank, Zoe, thank you so much. We love that you found us in England. Yes. We're so happy. Yay. Um, we're so happy that you found us. And thank you so much for your, your patronage because it really means a lot to us. It does. It helps a lot. You're the best. The best. So if anybody else wants to join, uh, there's a link in the show notes. And uh, I guess that's... I guess that's all she wrote. Um, anything happening personally that we should discuss? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's something. I just can't remember it. <laughs> I mean, if, I guess if it was super, you know, special, it'd pop out my mind. So I suppose. I suppose. Not that I know of. How about you? What's going on in, uh, in the old GV of Minnesota? Well, last night we were at uh, JJ's, uh, Barnier Us. They put like crime tape over the men's bathroom. And I'm like, <laughs> someone must have had an accident or something. And then, no, mm-hmm. it was the drain was mm-hmm. backing up. Then the drain in the women's bathroom backed up. <gasps> no. Yeah. Then the kitchen drain backed up. It's a lot of drains backing up. And they were like, we have to close. No shit. Yeah. They're like, we can't, you know. That's, that's not good. No. And it's because they're doing, uh, they're doing construction next door. They're, they b- knocked down a building and mm-hmm. they're redoing something next door. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, shoot. Oh, well. The bartender gives us one more drink and says, I know, we got to go after Get this one. In. And, and almost everybody left, except mm-hmm. for the people that got an extra drink. <laughs> and, then, and then about halfway through our last drink, they came back and said, we're back. Everything's fixed. Perfect. <laughs> just goes to show you that drinking more is good. Yeah, and just stick it out because yeah. we had the place to ourselves. Yeah. It was us and like two other groups. And then it got a little crowded by the time we were leaving, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of yeah. nice. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. Take it all day long. Right. All day so long. Cool. All day long. Oh, that reminds me. I have a show recommendation. I don't Tell believe me. I've mentioned this to you. Um, I mean, even if you did the odds are I forgot it, so... <laughs> It's not, could, you could have, yeah, you could have told me five times and tell me again. I'd be like, oh my God, you've never told me that. Like, Megan, it's literally tattooed on your body. It's like Memento. I'm the guy from Memento. Yeah. That was a good movie. Oh my God, it was so good. Okay, pretty sidebar. Yeah. So I had this professor in college who taught, you know, obviously he was a professor, he taught English and he showed us that movie. And um, if you've never seen the movie, you, the last like five minutes of the movie explains everything. Mm-hmm. He talked. He was silent the entire movie. And then he fucking started talking the last five minutes when they're explaining the whole movie. What? What was he talking about? I don't fucking know. I was too busy being angry slash attracted to him because he was hot. (laughs) But he smoked so much that his Uh. fingers were yellow from the (gasps) cigarettes. Gross. It was real gross, but God, he was so hot. Well, and an idiot, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, like the la- where they were explaining everything in Memento, this dumb shit started talking. Anyway, sorry, I digressed us. That's okay. Tell me, the show. Uh, so it's called The Bear. and <gasps> I've heard of it, and I want to watch it because it's got Lip from Shameless, and I loved Shameless. I didn't see Shameless. Oh, it's on HBO. You, it's oh. really good. It's got um, Lip, I forget, is the guy in the show, um, starts with a J something. Um, Emmy Rossum was in it. Uh, William Macy is in it. Okay, he yeah. He plays I... like a drunken dude. It's so good. You would love it. I've, I've heard really good things about that show. It's super, super good. Last, no, Friday. It was Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd gone out on Thursday night and mm-hmm. ran into some friends who are a very bad influence on us. And we oh stayed God, out way okay? too late. <laughs> 
<laughs> you knew um, it was coming. <laughs> I was not on Friday morning. And so I laid on the couch and watched mm-hmm. that entire series. Mm-hmm. I laid there for nine hours. Because they're only like 30 minutes long, right? They're a little longer than that. They might be 40, oh, 45. Okay. But uh, yeah, I blew through the whole the whole thing. It it's looks. I've really, heard nothing but good things about it. Really good. Yeah. It's about um, the reason I it, I thought of it is when you said all day. Uh, it, it it takes place in a restaurant, mm-hmm. and so uh, there's a you know the head chef or the owner, mm-hmm. and then uh, the other people that work there, mm-hmm. and they were like doing a countdown of what they had on on hand, mm-hmm. like how many desserts do we have to sell today, and so they say like. For shrimp all day. Yeah, they say yeah. all day. And I was like, what does that all day mean? And I looked it up and it just means um, that's what we have for the that's day. That's what we have for the day. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nice. So. Yeah, I want to see that um, show because it does look really good. It's really, really good. You'll be hooked, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. fascinated. And I've always been fascinated in how restaurants and bars work. I just, I don't understand how they can possibly know how many people are going to come and how, I know. They, how they know how much food to have and all of that. I just, it blows my mind that they can plan for that. And like, you know, a group of 20 comes in and they're fine, you know, mm-hmm. where I would lose my shit if 20 people came over to my house and wanted to eat. So yeah. it's just, it's fascinating to me how, how that stuff runs. So I particularly liked it yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, it looked really good. I've Super heard, good. like I said, I've heard nothing but good things about mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, one content warning yeah. once we get a little bit into the crime, there was um, a rape or a sexual assault. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Should we jump well, right in? We'll jump right in. I'm, um, exactly like Amy said, I'm the one presenting today, and this one was so. I think it's my favorite so far, to be completely Good. honest. Um, so we're in Radford, Virginia. Um, and I was almost, I almost said, oh my God, a rape happened there. Well, no fucking shit. The reason I know about it is because of this fucking episode. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody was murdered there. You think? How did, never mind. I'm just, an I idiot. noticed when I was doing some looking up some of the stuff on the crime that um, Crime Junkie did yeah. an episode on the victim. And we're Evil Lives Here did an episode on the crime, oh, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I saw it then because I've seen all of it. You those. probably did. Yeah. I just don't remember it. I'll have to go look for it. Yeah. Um. So really quick up front. So we're like I said, we're at we're in Radford, Virginia, and Stephen, um, Stephen Marcel, Marcel's the client, and she called in Stephen Amy because she's got um a sanatorium that she purchased and she wanted to, um, redo it, like revamp it and make it into a museum. And when I was talking to Amy earlier, I was like, it's a sanatorium or sanitarium. And I was like, I don't know the difference. And so Amy looked it up. Um, and uh, the, the words are interchangeable between sanatorium and sanitarium. However, sanitarium is primarily a North American word. But the difference, uh, the difference between their words is their origin, though not much of a difference. So the word sanatorium is derived from the late Latin word sanatorius which means health-giving. So essentially, they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sanitarium is really just associated with North America. So that's where we're at right now. Um, and so he's talking to Marcel. They're standing in a room, and he's kind of like, yo, what's going on? Um, why are we here? And so she's had, um, she said, I bought this place. 
Um, I wanted to reconvert it in, or convert it into a museum about the sanatorium. And also she wants to put a research library into it. So she's got really good ideas. It's huge. It's 68,000 square feet. Holy shit. That is huge. I feel like this is bigger than the one you did in Wisconsin where the woman bought the insane the, asylum. Yeah, for her. And she was like, "For my family's going to live here. Yeah. Like, She's so dumb. So, you know, so she's, that's kind of why they wanted, why they bought it. You know, she had, she bought it with this goal in mind. So Steve has asked her what's happened. Oh, you guys, a lot has happened here that I've never really even heard of. It's, you know, you've got your typical hair pulled. People left with left, visitors have left with scratch marks on their body. People seen apparitions. But then people have also been picked up and thrown. Oh, my God. Yeah, like they are, these are really powerful spirits um, uh, because they can pick them up and throw them. And we actually interview somebody that's had that happen to them. Um, so they're hoping that they can, that Steve and Amy can find a solution and they can get this going because they don't want people injured. It's all volunteers that help mm-hmm. with them. Um, and so they actually have had events there to pay for restoration, restorations. Um, weddings have been there. Uh, tour groups have been there. They've done a couple of paranormal investigations. So there's a lot going on. Like it's mm-hmm. not just sitting vacant for people to, you know, while they while they rate, uh, while they when they wait to restore it, they're doing stuff to get it yeah. restored. Yeah. So they go into the basement, which, as we all know, is never a good place to start. Mm-hmm. So this is where Marcel had one of her first experiences. And to me, this was very terrifying because essentially a volunteer was jumped. She said she went into a trance. She said that this person was speaking, but her words were very jumbled, very garbled. They weren't making any sense. So Steve asked if they did anything to help her come out of it. And of course, they read scriptures to her because that's what everybody goes to. They said it took over an hour for her to come out of this trance. Wow. An hour. That's so long. That's a very powerful spirit to stay in somebody for an hour. Yeah. Usually it's just a few seconds and then they're kicked out. Yeah. Also, Marcellus heard a woman scream at her. Um, Not when they were open for business. So, you know, Steve was like, is there anybody around? And they were closed. Nothing was happening. It wasn't the dog. Nobody was boozing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even Steve Steve asked, was the girl on medication? And nope, she wasn't boozing. She wasn't on meds. <laughs> no boozing. So then, nobody's boozing, except maybe you, Steve. <laughs> um, then we meet Don, who's her husband. Now this, this is like, you guys, so much has happened here, and it's just crazy. So they meet in a bowling alley, which Steve was like, this is crazy. Like, there's a fucking bowling alley in here? <laughs> and basically, it was created to be a reward for good behavior in the patient's. And Don had his first experience in the bowling alley, and it was terrifying. So basically, he said a large white mist came through the door behind him, went down the bowling alley, and then turned right and went through a wall. The scariest incident he had, he's got a pacemaker. And Marcel later Mm -hmm. in the show says that this pacemaker is set to beat 60 times per minute. Um, Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, he was in the bowling alley. He got short of breath, very dizzy. His pacemaker was beating at 133 beats per minute. Blood pressure oh. was 164 over 112. Not oh. good. Very not no. good. And the doctors really had bad. no idea what happened. His pacemaker, he was his heartbeat was beating over two times a second. Jeez. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. I mean, 
Think about, I mean, when you work out, your heart rate picks up. So it's essentially like he sure. was working out, just standing there. But he wasn't. Terrifying. That's, That's really scary. So then we get to Chuck, who is a security guard and prior law enforcement. Um, so he has had two really insane incidents. Um, so he was standing on a lower step. Um, he was told to meet somebody there. So he was standing on this lower step, felt himself levitate. He said it felt like he became weightless. weightless. And he was thrown to the floor, like something picked him up and threw him. He said it, he felt something gripped him, like it really had a hold of him. So he was picked up and thrown from the steps onto the floor, like to the door. So quite a, a, a good distance. I mean, not like 30 feet, but for a spirit to pick somebody mm -hmm. up and throw them. And, and he's a big he's dude. He's a big dude. He's taller than yeah. Steve. Yeah. He's taller than Steve. And he's mus—he's like he's bigger yeah. than Steve, but it's not. He's fat. really wide-shouldered. It's muscle. It's, he's a, just a broad yeah. dude, so that was yeah. big. Um, and then a second incident, kind of similar. So he um, had left the gift shop, was going down the stairs. He said he got to the sixth stair, um, or sorry, he was going up the stairs. He got to the sixth stairs and he saw an apparition standing at the top of the stairs. He said, "You could see the muscles in this thing's chest, like it was very defined." And then he said he was picked up and thrown over the staircase. Over Jesus. the staircase. I'm going to say that again. Over the staircase. Over the staircase. Like, yeah. He, I mean, he was thrown. I mean. Yeah. Holy, holy shit. That's a, that's a powerful spirit who, to be able to do that yeah. to anybody, let alone a six foot plus guy, you know? Right. So Steve asked if he was hurt. At all, and he said, "No, he wasn't hurt, but he was shaken up." Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd say so. Felt mm -hmm. like a bear got a hold of me. Okay, just that much strength. Yeah, so I mean, I can't. I would never go there. So then we go to the boiler room, and this is another very active place. Um, Chuck has said he's seen a face several times. He said it's a round face. He said it's a very big man, like just the the size of the face. It, it would belong to a big person. Um, mm -hmm. and when he says big, I think what he means is heavier. Um, okay. so, um, and, and Steve is like, does he know you're looking at him? Is he maybe just, you know, appearing, not realizing he's there? And, and, um, Chuck said, no, he knows, he knows you're looking at him. Mm -hmm. So they had, a, a I mentioned earlier, they did paranormal investigations. So they had an investigation going on and he said an investigator was hit between the breastbone. So I'm assuming on her clavicle, she was hit. So hard mm -hmm. that she bruised. And the cool. team said that the bruise was there for almost two weeks. Jeez. That's a big fucking bruise. That's a deep bruise. Yeah. That's a serious bruise. Yeah. Um, drinking game. Anytime I say bruise, drink. Because there's three right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> um, and then women are also touched inappropriately in this room, which is really bad. Um, he talks about how women aren't allowed in there alone. They find usually the woman who has the weakest emotions. Okay. And they just start there and just drain them. So it's not good. It's not good in there. So there's basically, there's activity everywhere. It's not just confined to one area, the basement, one room. It's, it's all over the place. Super, super active. Um, so then we go to a psychiatrist because this was a sanatorium. And so, um, you know, Steve said, I'll, I'll start there. And so we meet with David Scheiderer, Scheiderer, Scheiderer. <laughs> I even wrote it phonetically, too. 
Scheider. Scheiderer. Yeah. So Scheiderer. So Professor George Miles started the school, I believe, in 1892. Um, he was an educator and a businessman, and he married into a wealthy family. So that's how he had all this money was he got it from his wife. He started St. Albans to be a prep school for boys. So essentially to train them to be good gentlemen um, and go on track to go to a university. When we meet with Scott Gardner, a historian, Steve asks him, well, what kind of person was George Miles? And Scott said, well, that depends on who you ask. Um, he had a reputation for being a very respectable person, but he also was very scheming, abrasive, money hungry, wanted more money. So his business interests took him away from the school in 1902. And basically the school kind of floundered since he, once he left. And in 1904, it shut down. In 1905, um, Professor Miles uh, found liver cancer within him and basically died within two months of liver cancer. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's quick. It, yeah, it was really quick. But, you know, this is 1904. It's not like they have, you know, the, the technology right. we do to fight it. Um, right. We do touch on that a little bit later. So then we moved to 1911. And Dr. John C. King bought the facility as a sanatorium slash a freestanding private hospital. Now, they would bring patients in here, as we all, I'm sure, are aware. Psychiatry in the early 1900s, not great. A little sketchy. A little sketchy. So people would come here with treatments ranging from exhaustion, depression, drug abuse, all the way to your more serious, you know, schizophrenia, psychosis, and everything in between. So treatments were great, um, cold wraps, lobotomies, and electroshock therapy, which we all know is just the best. It's just great. Everybody loves this. <laughs> so they had this machine called the Mighty Mouse Machine, and this sounds horrific. They would basically wheel this from room to room. No anesthesia would be given to the patients. They would mm. administer an electrical current to induce a seizure. What the goal was of this, I am not sure. Um, not great. I don't want to know. But then they had a video. Uh, so the mm -hmm. doctor had a video that um, he was showing Steve. And uh, no. Yeah. It was awful. It would yeah. show, it showed people. Um, we'll have a clip of it in, um, in the video and then also on our socials. But they were being mm -hmm. held down by, well, they were having seizures. Mm -hmm. They were induced. Oh, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's really bad. The stuff that they did. <laughs> and they Pat, thought they no, were helping. Not intended. But yeah. No. Ah, that was well, good. And, <laughs> took me a minute. And like the lobotomies, you've seen that, right? Where they put the, yep. the needle right in the eye yep. and bang on it. No, thank Ugh. you. Blah. Yeah. So, you know, Steve was like, okay, a uh, facility such as this size, 68,000 feet you know, would have had to have thousands of patients over the year. And he asks if there were any deaths there. And Dr. Scheiderer, Scheiderer um, had, he said he found 10, 10 people who died. But he said that's a gross underrepresentation. Yeah. And Steve asks if they had a morgue. And he said, yes, they did. And Steve said, you don't have a morgue for 10 people. You don't yep. build a morgue for 10 people. I'm sure. Right. Ten people alone died probably in one week from fucking lobotomies. Right. And if they right. were successful, well, fuck that. Like, yeah, it was not great. Yeah. Not great. 
That's horrible. Yeah, it's really bad. Like, I used to play a video game that took place in a sanitarium, sanatorium, Fun. and you could like it, in the 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 audio you could hear like people screaming and stuff. It was really creepy. I wonder if they took that. No, I'm. Sh- I would hope that they wouldn't take that from an actual sanatorium and they just had I people screaming. Yeah, I hope that so. got real dark. Um, so then we go on our investigation. We go digging through old records, is what he said. And guess what we find? We find a murder. So we're talking to Lieutenant Wilburn. And so on June 28th of 1980, we meet Gina Hall. She was 18. She wanted to go dancing. She was enrolled at um, Radford University in Virginia. She was living with her sister. Exams had just finished. Her, I think her last exam was June 28th. Um, so she wanted to celebrate. She met a guy mm-hmm. named Stephen Epperly, who was 28 years old. Um, he talked her into going to a lake house that one of his friends owned. Um, so investigators think he made advances to her. Um, she rejected him and he snapped. We believe that he just went totally ballistic and killed her. And my first thought was, oh, so he was just a regular man who was not used to being told no. And when he is told no, he fucking snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they go on to talk about him and, and Epperly, he was a charmer. So he was known to have a violent temper and he was also charged with a couple of rapes before this. What? Mm-hmm. Of course he was. Why would we keep somebody in jail who has a violent temper and uh, has raped before? I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of a good yeah. reason. I just, it blows my it blo- mind. Like, I listened to this and like I said, I was on the the treadmill and I'm saying out loud, I'm like, of fucking course. <laughs> yeah. He gets life in prison, so yay for that. He's still alive, by the way. We'll mm-hmm. go into that, but he's still alive. The body was never recovered. It was the first case in Virginia where somebody was convicted without a body. To this day, the whole body mm-hmm. hasn't been recovered yet. Some people mm-hmm. think that the the body is in the lake because remember they were at a lake house. Some people think mm-hmm. it was buried on the property of the sanatorium. Mm-hmm. Um, but it basically, it's she's still out there. Didn't didn't Steve say or didn't um, whoever he was talking to? I don't remember if it was this guy or somebody else say that Epperly worked at the sanitarium. Yes, so I did. Or they I can't. Thought he did. You might have seen that in my notes. I think they they thought that he did, oh. but I also found that he was actually a teacher working at the university. But oh. I only saw that in one place, so okay. I can't confirm that. Okay. Do we want to talk more about what we both discovered now, or do you want to do that after you're done with what happened? You know what? Let's do it after. Okay. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, 
good for any premium selection titles you like. Yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. Hey everyone, AP here, and really wanted to talk to you about Wantable, which I love because I hate going to the store to try clothes on. I don't like being in the dressing rooms, the lighting's always bad, the mirrors aren't great. I'd rather try things on in the comfort of my own home. So I use Wantable to treat myself. Go in and select a style edit, have them send that to me, get surprised by the different items that might be in there. Some are outside my comfort zone, but it's funny how when I try those on, they end up being some of my most favorite items. I have a handful of items in my wardrobe right now that I have worn several times in the last couple months, and they're going to get continued use. Highly recommend you check out Wannable. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash Wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Yeah, so some people believe that the body is still in the lake, but it's never fully been recovered. So then we get to Amy, and Amy arrives, and she said there's a lot, and she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know it was a sanatorium. She doesn't know it was a school for boys. You know, obviously, you know, like, they try to do, she doesn't know anything. She said there's layers and layers of people here. There's a lot of people here. And she also said there are four women who don't want to be there anymore, but they can't leave. Mm. This was a really hard walk for her. She actually was not able to finish it. We'll get to it. Wow. Um, so we go into the basement and she said the dead people who live here don't or who are here, not live here, but the dead people who are <laughs> here, they don't want to be bothered. She said living people shouldn't be here. She said the dead people are pissed off and they're exhausted. And she said, and they feel so like tired. She also has a woman run up to her screaming. The woman is very panicked. The woman says it's time to go. And she said living people would feel panicked. They'd feel like something really bad is going to happen to them. And they'd feel like you need to leave. So just very anxious. Not a good way to be. And then Matt asks her, do you think people could live here? And Amy says, no, I wouldn't live here. And she says, let the dead have it. So that's pretty telling when Amy says, let the dead have it. Yeah. Like, no. Um, she did say uh, that th that ghosts have a quiet area. And I didn't put a location here because I couldn't tell. They moved around so much. And it's yeah. not like a normal. Everything's dark. Yes, and, and it's yeah. not like a normal house. Like, here's the bathroom. Here's the living room. Here's yeah. the kitchen. So I just kind of made a bunch of notes <laughs> about Amy's walk. <laughs> um, so she said the ghosts have a quiet area. And she sees a man who sees himself as the ghost protector. And he's really getting frustrated because he's trying to set up his safe zone for the ghosts. And he's really upset that Amy's there. And he tells Amy that he'll make her sick if she doesn't leave. And Amy says he's capable of quite a bit because Matt asks, do you think he's capable of that? And she said, yeah, he's capable of quite a bit. Mm -hmm. He projects himself as a tall white male. She said he feels young, but he's very, very old. And then she said he's not happy with me and he doesn't want Amy to talk about him. So she kind of stops talking about him because, yeah, he doesn't want her to. Hmm. Then we meet hmm. a new guy. He tells Amy to call him uncle. 
She said he's a very big guy, and she said he's kind of pervy. Um, <laughs> she said he touches women's hair, and she doesn't think it stops at the hair. She's like, I don't think it stops yeah. at the hair, if you know what I mean. Yeah. We know what you mean, Amy. We fucking we know what you mean. She said when she first arrived, she saw four people at the top in windows that are, like, banging on the window, and they want to get out, and they can't leave because uncle's trapped them, and he won't let them leave. She uh, felt that he was very um, into money and uh, keeping them in there will get him more money, which sanatorium, you make money with people are in there. Yep. I mean, you can't bill somebody if they're not in there. Right. Something to do with money. Like if he keeps them in there, he'll get more money. He's flooded this place with just nastiness. Yeah, he's not a good dude. Mm -mm. So she also, she gets confused because she sees people dressed in suits. So she says very professional people. And she said she hears somebody say they suffered emotional trauma, like very dramatically talking about this trauma. Um, And she said there's so much commotion going on, just banging on the walls, ghosts wanting to leave, you know, people coming up to her. She just says it's just very chaotic. Mm-hmm. She hears a female ghost go, ooh, it's a processing plant. They process you. Probably not in that voice. I just made it. <laughs> I just made it fun for myself. Well, here's how Amy said it. There's some like, little looting. And she's like, oh, you know, like it's a processing plant. They process you. And then the guy says, oh, don't talk to them. They're, they're lunatics. so yeah um so remember she doesn't know what's going on with like she doesn't know the history so then we get to another section of the the sanatorium and all of a sudden her feet are and hands are burning she said she she gets very shaky and it really hurts and then a female comes up to her and the female is very scared she's shaking and the female feels like she's burning um Then Amy says she sees a group of people sitting on the floor, like a big heap of people covered up. She said it's a mess. I mean, there's there's ghosts all over this place. I I mean, everywhere she turns, there's a new ghost. I'm thinking the burning thing is probably from the shock therapy, because a lot of times that they would their skin would burn wherever they had the the things on there. Yeah, because there's fucking electricity going in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she talks about that. They talk about that in the reveal. Oh, okay. So out, then we go outside and she sees the man who calls himself uncle. She said he's in charge, super wealthy. Um, she says he was the start of this, this, this place. She said mm-hmm. it started with good intentions and then it went bad. She said he's in his 40s. He appears in his 40s. He's bald, pale, and he feels guilty. He's dying um, and, and feels really guilty. So um, I believe now that I'm reading this, uh, I believe that that is Professor Miles because remember mm. he started the the school with the kidney disease. Yep, and um, he got the liver cancer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think oh, it's liver, him. Yeah. what it body parts or body parts organs. Are, they all <laughs> do the all same, same thing. <laughs> There's something uh, with a female in this room. She said an older man is with the female and he's messing with her. She said he was trying to kiss her and it went bad. Um, She said at first it was teasing and then it wasn't teasing. He got mad at her. He punches her and then she sees the woman being assaulted. 
Um, mm. I'm assuming it's a sexual assault, but it could be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just physical. Now we get to where the thing, something jumps her, and Amy says something is really wrong. There's uh, something really, really wrong. Um, I'm not alone inside of my body. And then a, a voiceover of Amy talking about this experience and talking about being jumped. And mm-hmm. she said this person who jumped her is not the only person or not the only spirit that can do this to living people. She said there are a lot of spirits here who can jump people. And Amy said she can't finish the walk. She said she's afraid for her safety. And then it, wow. she talked about in the voiceover, it took her six to eight hours to get rid of her. Jeez. The spirit was with her for six to eight hours. Like, for somebody as skilled as Amy is, to take mm-hmm. six to eight hours to get out mm-hmm. of her, that had mm-hmm. to have been a powerful person. That was a powerful fight. spirit. Yeah. Yep. Amy talks about how she was screaming in the car and crying in the car and... I can't imagine what it feels like yeah. to 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 know that you're something else is inside of you and not be able to get it out. You must feel like you're going crazy. Oh, you must. I mean, it's it's just terrible. So then we get to the reveal. We don't do a sketch in this one. We just go oh. straight to the reveal. Yep. So we're with Marcella and Chuck because Don won't go in the in the um he he tries not to go in the sanatorium because of what happened to his pacemaker and I can't fucking blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him either. So Steve is explaining the situation. You know, Marcella bought this property. She wants to uh, renovate it and turn it into a museum, blah, 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 bloop. So then Amy <laughs> Amy talks about how she arrived and she was very, very confused. She said there's layers and layers and layers of dead people. She said a lot of the dead are super angry, super pissed, and exhausted. She said a lot of them really don't care for the living. Mm-hmm. They don't want them there. So she said the location upstairs, um, one of the locations upstairs, she said the dead was said that was their quiet area. That's where, you know, we met the the spirit who's um, their leader, essentially. And he's trying to enforce the safety zone for the dead, this place that they can go and just be safe and, you know, be alone. Um, Hmm. And then she said he was white and tall and projecting himself as being younger than he is. Remember, she said that he was looking younger. Um, Mm -hmm. And he told Amy she has to leave or he'll hurt her. And Steve asks if he has the capacity to hurt people. And Amy said, oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. And then Chuck talks about him, you know, being thrown over the the railing, talks about what he saw. And then Amy's like, yep, yep, I could see Mm -hmm. that. Like, everything is making sense to her. Mm -hmm. Then she said... um, she saw a lot of strange people. This is where she talks about professional people, you know, in suits and, you know, professional attire. And then also people who are lost and out of it. Um, she said she saw old people. And then she talks about the the woman who told her this is a processing plant. And that's where mm-hmm. Steve goes into detail telling her, well, this used to be a sanatorium. People would go here. And so that's probably why you're seeing the professional people, probably the psychiatrists, doctors. Yeah, you the know, administrative staff. The administrative staff, staff too. and then the yeah, people the who are lost are the patients who are like mm-hmm. pr- basically, in some cases, put there to die, to just be forgotten mm-hmm. by their families. Yeah, it happened a lot. Yeah. Yep. I don't think it happens as much anymore, but. But it still does. Yeah. When I, when I was working for um, a company that worked with people with developmental disabilities, mm-hmm. there, 
they talked sometimes about how there was there there used to be a place like this in mm-hmm. Faribault, Minnesota, and I used to go there. My parents, my mom with her dance studio and my dad with his TV mm-hmm. stuff, they used to both go there f- and do shows. So my mom would bring her dancers and they would dance and yep. do their shows for the people who lived there. Mm-hmm. And then my dad would go and do his little Willie Ketchum thing. Yep. And so I spent a lot of time there, and it scared me. I'm sure it the did. The people scared me because they would they would run after me and yell and oh you know they like because I was cute and right. little and blonde right. and and, they, and curly haired and yeah and so they would take to me sort of and it freaked me the fuck. I'm out. sure it did. Yeah. Even in a yeah, normal no, setting, some grown up running at you would scare a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was never really explained to me that you know, what these people were going through or, you know, how to behave or anything. Nobody ever, nobody set me up for it. I didn't know what was going on and I was scared. I'm sure. But when I started working at this place with people or that worked with people with developmental disabilities, they talked about Fairbolt and they called it a warehouse. They said it was like, they called it warehousing. They would just put the, you know, if somebody was born with Down syndrome or something like that, you you put them in an institution. Yep. And and then you you forgot about them. Would maybe go visit them, but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it's just terrible. It's awful. Um, So then um, Amy said that she had physically, she had a difficult time on this walk, too. She said she felt like her head was being crushed in. She was having difficulty breathing. Um, She said she saw one young girl who was having seizures and vomiting. And that's when um, Steve kind of talks about Mighty Mouse. Um bringing it in and inducing the seizures. She said, um, living people who spent a lot of time here would be prone to illness. And um, that would include Don because he's got the pacemaker. Mm, And that's when Marcel says it was set to 60 beats per minute. She talks about Don's issue and what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So an interesting thing um, is remember that. So we go to the dead. Um, Amy said the dead people feel trapped. They're banging on the windows. Remember when she first got there, she said she saw a bunch of dead people banging on the windows. That's the mm-hmm. sketch. It's not yep. scary. It's it's one of the few sketches I didn't find was scary. It's just very sad. It's sad. It's really yeah. sad because these were patients. And it's also really cool artwork. <laughs> I know. But yeah, it is. It's really sad. They just want to be free. They want to get out. Yep. So she talks about the male that she calls uncle. Remember, started with good intentions, but then she said he's a pervert. She said he likes to do really inappropriate things to women, touch their hair, touch them in other ways. And so that's when Chuck um, mentions the boiler room and how, you know, women are touched inappropriately in there and they're not allowed to go in there alone. Um, So then we talk about George Miles a little bit and how he started the school. She said she saw a bald man, um, and he lost all of his hair due to chemo because back then um, they had very rudimentary chemo treatments, sure. um, and so he had lost all of his hair due to chemo. Then in the again, we described the crime, the rape, where she said that you know the she saw a woman being attacked, and that's when Steve talks about the crime and talks about you know how Stephen Epperly committed it and what happened to him. He went to jail. Um, again, only the first crime in Virginia to occur uh, to be convicted without a body. So that was a really mm-hmm. big, big thing. The big deal. Yeah. 
So then Amy talked about being jumped and she said she actually couldn't finish the walk. And even Steve was like, I have never had you not be able to finish the walk before. And Amy mm-hmm. said, yeah, it took six to eight hours to get rid of this person. And then she, the, the person told or the spirit told Amy that there are a lot of dead people who can jump living people. It's not just her. Mm-hmm. Not only that, the dead can follow living people so they can influence them to make decisions, influence the living to make decisions. And Marcella asked if it was possible for someone to be jumped and for it to change them, their demeanor, their life, everything. And Amy said, yeah, yeah, it is. And then Marcella thinks that a ghost um, jumping somebody in her life has changed them. And she had to say, we don't go into that. It it never gets talked about more. But Steve, so Marcella had to take a break. She was crying. Mm -hmm. She was really overwhelmed. I don't fucking blame her. No, This is a lot to take in especially Mm -hmm. if you want to create a museum you've got Mm sixty-eight thousand square feet and shit's Mm -hmm. happening left and right to your husband to the volunteer workers to your friends like that's a lot Mm -hmm. so then when she comes back steve asks amy if somebody who had an ailment would that make them more susceptible to being jumped and amy said oh yeah yeah it would so then steve said i think i know who you're referring to um, she said, Marcel said people in her own home have been affected. She said people that she knows who are nice have become angry. Mm-hmm. And that's all we know. That's all we hear. We don't go into more detail about it. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's, assuming it's Don. Yeah, I yeah. would assume it's Don. Um, because he didn't want to be at the reveal. he didn't want to no, be at the reveal. Yeah. I'm assuming it is him. So the big question is, can they still restore this building? And Amy said the building cannot become what Marcella wants with what is going on. So there are yep. several things she needs to do. Amy says she needs to go into the largest room and do a mass funeral. She said, bring as many holy people as you can, different types hmm. of holy people to hit as many religions as possible. Sure. So, you know, a priest, pastor, a rabbi, and a mom, mm-hmm. you know, just a bunch of different religious people. She said, you're going to need to do this three times in one month to make sure that everybody can move on. Wow. And then she said one month after the funeral, you're going to have to have an exorcism of the entire location. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And so the cat, the um, text is Marcellus searching for religious leaders willing to help. And the activity continues. Oh. This. God, I wonder if she's found help. I know. I know. I mean, this was a long time ago. Yeah, eight years, but. Wow. This was a really, I mean, oh man, poor Amy to be jumped yeah. and then not be able to get rid of it after eight hours. Right. Ugh. Oof-da. Oof-da. Oof-da, right. my. In the words of my grandmother would say. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. We will be back again next week. Back again with another story. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. 
Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when the activity continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the Independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the BooPod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.